This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. In this edition of Radiant Reflections, Pastor Josh Harriman and Pastor Ryan Bibb talk a bit more about what the circle symbolizes in terms of church gathering places. Today, you'll learn that the circle is the place for small groups, life groups, as we call them at Radiant Life Church. Here's Josh and Ryan with more. Well, good morning and welcome to Radiant Reflections. My name is Josh Herma. I am joined once again by Pastor Ryan Bibb, my co-host, who is going to give a Jay Leno-style monologue right now. Greetings. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. I mean, less jokes than what Leno usually had. Right. And much shorter. And and quite a bit shorter. That's right. You probably didn't uh, offend anybody, though. Nope. Leno probably offended quite a few people with his <laughs> monologues. That's true. Uh, you probably didn't offend anybody with that uh, particular monologue. So, well, how's it going? It's going well. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited and I'm 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 nervous about uh, the next episode of the podcast that we're shooting. So. Yes. <laughs> yes, but Lord willing, we'll be present in this episode, knowing. Yes with the next podcast we're shooting that we don't get too far ahead. Absolutely. So uh, this past Sunday here at Radiant Life, we had episode two in our series, Rooted, looking at three environments that followers of Jesus should be rooted in. We refer to them as the row, the circle, and the chair. Uh, This past Sunday, Pastor Ryan taught a message about the circle. So we're going to jump into that. But first, Ryan, what is your favorite shape? (laughs) I don't, when I read that question, I was like, what in the world, like favorite shape? I just, you know, you try to ease into yeah, it, you know, before yeah. we get too deep in theological. That's I right. thought, you know, it's let's It's like ask. the icebreaker question before yeah. we get in. Yeah. Um, I like circles because they're very soft looking, like in contrast to a triangle. A triangle is very harsh looking to me. That's true. But have you ever been hit in the face by a Frisbee? Because that's a circle. That's yeah. not soft at all. No, but it, uh, it, it is aesthetically, it's softer <laughs> okay. than like a triangle. I don't like triangles. They're too okay. harsh looking. I like circles. There you go. Yep. So if you go to Ryan's house, it's probably all decorated with circles. <laughs> I don't know. That's not even a there thing. There are a lot of circles. Are there? Okay. I, I'm there trying are. to remember the last time I was in your house. To, I, don't, I don't pay attention to decor a lot, so... <laughs> That's not my... Shocking. <laughs> That's not my jam, ladies and gentlemen. That is not my jam. Uh, you do not want me to decorate uh, your house or anything else for that matter. So, oh, well, this past Sunday, and for those of you that haven't heard the message yet, I'll say it again. You go to the radiantlife.church slash media to watch this past week's episode. Uh, fair warning, we had a little bit of tech glitches. So so if you're watching it, oh, yeah. uh, the video does get a little wonky. You might want to just go listen to the audio from this past week. But in this message, uh, we heard from one of our, our church members, life group leader, board member, uh, Sarah Smith. And she talked about her experience and the impact that that circles, you know, here we, we call them life groups. You know, she talked about the idea uh, that life groups had a significant impact in her life. But if you look back over the time that you have spent in circles, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced? And what are some of the greatest benefits that you have experienced as part of those circles? Whether you were leading or participating in those? Sure. I think the some of the most difficult, biggest challenges I faced 
we're just people, if that's fair to say. Um, people are messy. And so <clears throat> uh, in, in some small groups that I've led, um, the, the circle environment, yeah, there have been times where um, this is a superficial challenge, if you will, but it's difficult to, it's like, come on, you came in, let's say we're running this small group on a night and you came over to my house on a night, you're in my circle, you're in my small group. And it's like, here's a challenge. You obviously don't want to be here tonight. It's ex expressed on your face. It's all over you. And, uh, you're, it's almost like you're having a little pity party, you know, sitting there on the couch, like, okay, we know something's wrong, obviously, <laughs> right? Like, but you're going to be disengaged the entire time. Like, like that's, that, those are, those are challenges. Um, there's challenges when, if you're running uh, a couple's circle, small group, and you can come and you're in there and there are challenges of where a couple may overtake the entire conversation because they want to make it about their relationship. Maybe they're struggling and there's nothing wrong. Obviously, they need healing. They need time. They need to get things off their chest. There's appropriate times for that, for that stuff. But there are moments that are very challenging when you have that person that wants to hog the conversation hog. Always answering long-winded answers. It's like doesn't allow other people to speak. Like those, those are challenges. Um, but deeper challenges have been when you get a phone call at one o'clock in the morning and realizing from someone in your circle that their spouse he just found out that uh, their spouse cheated on him. And they call at 1.30 in the morning saying, I'm literally have my gun in my hand and I'm going to go over and confront the other person. I need you to come over right now or something bad's going to happen. That's challenging. At 1.30 in the morning yeah. when I'm like, oh, well, that would, dear that would, God, be sleep? That would be challenging right? no matter what time of day that happened. Yeah. So there are those challenges that even though they're a part of your circle, you're still doing life together outside of your normal, if you will, quote unquote, meeting times. But there are challenges that happen outside the circle because you have built a relationship with them. So those are, but there are joys, you know, there, you always are going to have challenges when people are involved, but there are significant joys when, um, for the first time ever, someone's very nervous, apprehensive. They sign up for the circle environment. They sign up for a life group or a small group and they come and they have never prayed outside or out loud ever. And by week eight, Hey, does anyone want to close us in prayer? And they're like, I'll do it. Like, that is a significant win. Like, that is so much joy to be like, wow, this person has never. Or you, you've, you've grown in your group and your relationships, and then you go talk to your, your buddy, and they're like, hey, for the first time, I, I grabbed my, my wife's hand, and I, I prayed, for, prayed for each. We prayed for each other. Like, th those are huge steps. The, your, your biggest joys are when you celebrate new life, when you have a, maybe a couple at your home, and they're pregnant, and new life comes. Like, joyful moment. That's awesome. We all get to shower and love on that person in a different way than what we normally would. Or people are just becoming more like Jesus. Those are the most joyful moments. So, I mean, and you hit on this a little bit. Um, I want to, I want to dig a little deeper and this, this might seem like it's uh, geared more towards people who would lead a circle environment. 
Although I think even that le- that's the, almost a, a misnomer, right? Because when when you when you lead a circle, quote unquote, lead a circle, you're more of a facilitator. The, one of the things that right. I love about circles is you actually have the opportunity to learn from everybody else in the circle. You know, um, I used and this will be a roundabout thing. Sorry, I'll get us a little bit off track. Maybe um, I used to. Uh, when I worked in healthcare, I worked at a hospital. One of the things that I loved most was teaching a class on energy conservation to patients who had uh, congestive heart failure, you know, different things where like they were very taxed for energy. And I loved that setting. And I would tell them this every time I taught that class, that the, the greatest uh, asset of that class was not that they got to sit there and listen to me yak about ways for them to conserve energy, but that they were able to talk to other people in the class to learn tips and tricks that people that are actually walking through this mm. uh, that they had discovered mm-hmm. to manage, you know, whatever limitations they had because of their disease. Mm-hmm. In the same way, in a life group, yes, you have a leader, and and yeah, there are going to be times where that person kind of like brings something to the table. But the other the other beauty is, uh, you know, hey, I might be sitting in a in a circle with eight other people. And six of them are going to give me different life experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to come to the table with that and be able to speak into my situation based on different experiences. So you get a much uh, more rounded uh, approach to problem solving, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all that to say, this, this next question might seem like it applies just to leaders, but I, I think this can have application to anybody that sits in a circle. Um, when you're in a circle, and I jumped ahead, so if you're wondering. <laughs> Looking at the questions, like, wait a minute. When you're wading through the mess of life that happens sometimes, how do you know when to, to be that support person, when to encourage, when to challenge? You know, because there are going to be times where, man, somebody's walking through something difficult, and really the appropriate response is for everybody in that circle to just gather out, man, like group hug kind of thing. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. There are times where, you know, maybe they're, they're down and they just need you to, oh, hey, let's, let's focus on some positive things. Let's encourage this person, build them up. But there are also times where, you know, really in a circle, you have to say, uh, you're being a moron. Like, stop being a moron. And these, these difficult circumstances that you're walking through wouldn't happen anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, how do you know when to take which approach? So I don't want to divorce the three. I think they're all interlaced and interconnected because I don't think you never, ever stop encouraging. You ought to always be an encourager, whether they're being a doofus or not. Even if a doofus, I got to encourage you, right? Right. And when you're not a doofus, I should encourage you. Um, Here's what I would say. Always encourage, no matter what. I would even say, honestly, and you may have a different answer to your question here. I would always say you're in constant support whether they're being doofus or not. not. I'm not necessarily supporting your actions. I want you to know I'm a cheerleader for you and I've got your back. Now the tough is when to challenge. So I think you're always supporting. You're always encouraging. When to challenge. Never challenge and call someone out a doofus or whatever, I think, within the circle, if you haven't built that relationship yet. You got to build that relationship first and foremost. Then, I think, depending on how intimate the circle is, I think there are times where um, 
a challenge is appropriate in front of the circle and a challenge is not appropriate in front of the whole circle. Um, there are those moments where, hey, we realize this person revealed some stuff and they're actually being a doofus right now. Hey, I want to let you know, I will, I will support you because I want to see the better. Let me encourage you. Um, but then perhaps I'm going to let that go for a moment. We're going to finish whatever our circle looks like. And then maybe afterwards, I'm going to say, hey, can we grab coffee? Because I, I want to talk to you more about this. So then now, let's say it's the next day we grab coffee. Now I can do the challenge, right? But always, always check your heart when you decide, is now the time to challenge or not? What are your motives behind challenging that person? Because I think challengers can be, when you challenge someone to uplift them or whatever, you could have pride set in. You got to really check that to make sure that's not, you've really got to check your heart to make sure I have your best interest in mind, right? So when I challenge, I will ask questions, more and more questions. Because to me, there's an underlying issue within your heart. That's why you're acting like a doofus, Instead of sit there and go, I mean, I'll call you out. Like, hey, dude, you're a doofus. If I have a relationship, you and I have a relationship, I can call you out. Dude, you're being a doofus right now, right? I'm pretty sure at times you, then happened. <laughs> but there's other things of, we, I remember you and I, maybe a month ago or so, we sat over there in that corner and we had a, had a talk and I was asking you questions and you, it, you weren't being a doofus. So you were just trying to figure out, you know, hey, check my motives, check my heart. But it's asking the questions to, not just be like, yeah, stop doing that. Right. Like, that's not helpful. Right. That will never be helpful. Right. Because but, honestly, uh, everyone probably knows if they're being a doofus, they ought to stop doing that. Everyone knows that. But ask questions because we got to get into the underlying thing that's there that actually needs to be healed or, wow, I didn't even realize because that's how I am behaving in this situation because of this or that. But yeah, they're, they're, life is messy. When to support Always support, but that doesn't mean you're supporting their decisions and actions. Always tell, remind people, hey, I've got your back. I am on your team to fight. I do this when I, um, this is outside the circle setting, when people come for marriage. I will always say, I, I'm going, uh, listen, no matter what has happened between the two of you, I'm, I'm going to tell you now, if you're going to continue to see me, I'm going to fight for this marriage. I, okay, well, he's done something wrong. Well, she did. I get there's actions that have led to the problem that we're in right now. But listen, I will always support and fight for marriage. Always, always, always. So you need to know that. So in the circle, always support. Let them know you're always on their team. Number two, always encourage. Number three, just be careful when is the appropriateness to challenge something. And don't just come out from the gates challenge. Ask probing questions first and then check your heart. I don't know if that helped you or answered no, your no, question. That's, that's good because I think one of the one of the dangers is, and in you know I'm I'm the Pharisee, right? I mean, so I I may be more apt, which is partly why we had that conversation in the corner, right? I think I'm I'm quicker to challenge when I see it. it's like, dude, you're being a, you're being a moron, like hmm. just stop it. Um, but so I would say one of the dangers is you just you get in this circle and it's just kind of like. Everyone's just always vomiting out the thing. Oh, hey, like I've got this problem. I've this, got this problem. I've got this problem. And, and everyone just takes the supportive posture. Like, oh, man, like, hey, we're here for you. We're here oh, for sure. you. And at, at what point, 
you know, because I, I do think, you know, if we want to see life change, uh, you know, we read the scriptures useful for rebuke and for teaching and for, you know, these different things. Um, yeah, just try to tease out for those that are listening or watching uh, that have been in circles. Yeah, is it appropriate? And then when is it appropriate? Yeah, it's, I, I, think, I think a challenge or whatever is, is always appropriate. It's just when. Right. Right. And, and here's the thing. You, you have to challenge someone with gentleness. Right, it goes back to Jesus' words, grace and truth, grace and truth, grace and truth. So be careful, uh, because a lot of people, like, let's say you're in a circle, and you got a doofus in your circle, <laughs> forgive us, I've used that word a lot, forgive me. But if you got that person, and everyone's like, oh, but you're like, dude, seriously, stop doing this. Like, you have to do it in such a gentle way, because if you sit there and say, hey, stop doing that, okay, that person is probably beginning to write you off already. And so that's where the courage, support, hey, I'm going to come alongside of you with gentleness. I'm going to call you out because I love you enough. Because right now you're not being like Jesus, and I need to help you be like Jesus. That's good. And then as a leader and as just a, a, somebody who's part of the circle, right, everything that you do should be grounded in, in Holy Spirit's guidance. Yeah. Right? That, that you're not going to... You know, we let Holy Spirit convict. Sometimes he uses, you know, people around us to facilitate that. Uh, but ultimately, like, if you're just like, oh, man, I got to point out to this person just how <laughs> much of a dirty, rotten sinner they are. Eh, yeah, check yourself on that. <laughs> but, hey, so when we talk about the circle, uh, you know, you use this passage from Ecclesiastes, pretty well-known passage about, you know, the, the concept that there are powers and there's power in numbers. Oh, Ryan just got caffeinated, yes. ladies Thank and you, gentlemen. Thank you, JB. It's about, to, it's about to go down right here. Well, I'm getting prepped for the other <laughs> podcast that soon follows this one. But uh, so, so this passage in Ecclesiastes is pretty, pretty well known, right? And I think in general, most of us understand this, and we would agree that there is wisdom in it. They said, hey, well, like two are, are obviously better than one, mm-hmm. you know, because there's, there's this uh, cooperative uh, impact that they can have. Mm-hmm. Yet we still find that people have difficulty taking steps to get rooted in the circle. Why do you think that is? I think, I think there's several reasons, and I'm going to be uber generic in these reasons because I, I think everyone probably honestly has their own Obviously, they'll give you their own reason. I think, I think number one, I think um, some may suffer with pride, a pride issue. Like, I, I, have, I have my life together. I don't need this. Um, I think number two, uh, people don't know how to people well. <laughs> and so people bother them. Um, people may say, I've got my own. I got enough issues. I don't need to sit around with 10 other people and hear their issues, right? Uh, um, I think people have been hurt in the past that have been in environments, the circle, small groups, um, where they've been betrayed, where they've been lied to, where what they have said was spread through gossip and rumor. I think that hurts people. And so I, I just think here's the key thing to remember in the circle there are hurting people that will be in your circle. And hurt people hurt people. And so you just have to know, I may go in knowing that this circle may be five people, maybe 15 people. There are some that will be hurting, and there's a potential that out of their hurt, they're going to hurt me, possibly. 
camp out on that though a little bit, right? Because you know, in in your message on Sunday, you talked about and you used a, a Bonhoeffer quote, you used the C.S. Lewis quote. Um, you know, conveying the idea that you know getting together with people is messy, right? That there is this uh, opportunity for hurt. But what would you say to the person who's listening or watching, and they have been hurt, you know, maybe maybe badly in a circle setting. You know, I mean, we can understand, hey, no group's going to be perfect, but are, are we supposed to just repeatedly put ourselves in the position where we can get hurt again? Or, like, how like, address that person? Because you, that does happen. Absolutely. You know, you know which, is, which is unfortunate, but it does happen. And, and so maybe somebody's really gun-shy and, man, I, I, like, I got hurt. I don't want to get hurt again. What do you, what do you say to that person? Um. I completely understand where they're coming from. No one likes to get hurt. It hurts. <laughs> it's painful. I would say don't give up on people. If we are followers of Jesus and we're to look like Jesus, to be like Jesus, he never gave up on us no matter how many times we hurt him. God is a compassionate, loving, gracious God, and he will never give up on us. And as much as it pains me to say that at times, we are to never give up on people. And so I think before, hey, understand, you have been hurt. I completely, I've been hurt. I have been betrayed by good friends in a, in a, in a circle setting where I have said they have ran me over with a bus and then backed the bus up and ran me over again. I've been hurt. But this is where we sit there and go, but I'm called to be like Jesus, and there are hurting and broken people. And by golly, if Jesus got into the mess of life, I'm willing to do it again. I may have to be more prayed up. I may have to let some of that, you would really have to check your heart and say, do I have bitterness and resentment still from that incident that I have not worked through yet? Because you may have to go back there and work through that before you jump in. Okay, well, so, so, so camp out there for a second. Like, so for you, again, because you're talking, man, you have personal experience of being hurt in groups, right? Like, how do you, oh, I guess, first of all, should you, before you get plugged into a, a new circle, get healed from the hurts from the previous experience? If so, how do you do that? That's good. Um, I think I would venture to say yes, however, actually do it. So what I mean by that is, Sometimes yes, that. I think you should actually get healing, but my fear is you're going to take the rest of your life to, I'm working on healing, so therefore I'm never jumping in a circle again. Right. Well, and, that, and that's where, yeah, like how we approach That's that what I'm talking about. So yes, get healing first, but actually do it. Seek the healing. Get healed. But I, I, I gingerly say yes with not full confidence in that answer because I don't think we can do life alone. And if you're sitting alone, you've got a target and you're not doing what we ought to be doing, life together. Which is actually, life together is, is actually a healing mechanism sometimes too. Yes. So one of the best ways, not that you would go into your next circle and say, oh man, I got hurt in my last circle because Fred like was a total jerk bag to me. I mean, you don't, sure. you don't get healing that way, but within the circle, uh, you might actually find that a healthy circle is what you need to heal from 
an unhealthy. So I, I would share, you asked, uh, how do you get healed from a broken, you know, you, you're hurt from a previous circle. Um, I'm going to share my experience, what I did after that friend that was in my circle and we've done life together for two years. This person was in my circle for two years. Um, after I felt like I got ran over and backed up by the bus again, uh, we, I, I actually went to their house and, um, out in their garage. I was probably two hours out in their garage and just says, Hey, we know this is not, here's my hurts. Here's what's going on. And, um, it boiled, if I remember correctly, it boiled down to, um, this, my friend, they, they were hurting and out of the hurt came hurt. And, uh, it was awesome. Like it rekindled the hurt, the pain, even though I felt like I got ran over. Um, but it took me to get in my car and just go and say, Hey, what we had was good. What we hear now is not good. Like let's walk through this. And again, that was a two hour conversation in a garage on a cold day. (laughs) Um, that worked. I would say for those that are hurting, it may have to be a conversation. If you're still around that person that hurts you, it may have to. Here's another thing to know. No, you know this, and you got to know this, because I've had this conversation here at this church before with other people. People may be upset at you, and they think you're upset at them as well, and you're not. Mm. There may be people that you've been hurt, they didn't even realize that, oh my gosh, I actually hurt you in the circle. I'm so sorry. I did not know. I was not aware that I hurt you. But this entire time you've been carrying that hurt. Right. And they have no idea. And you're sitting there going, why hasn't that person apologized to me yet? They have no idea. They're totally unaware that they're unaware that they hurt you. (laughs) So that's what I would say. Initiate the conversation, not sitting there, but hey, you got to work through, hey, can I just get this off my chest? I've been carrying this far too long. It's time to get it off. Have those conversations. Talk to someone that you absolutely trust and value to know like, hey, I know I can go to this person for this help and we're going to work. They're going to help. They're going to be a great mentor and and, and help me respond like Jesus should respond in that. And then obviously just pray for forgiveness. Uh, pray for your eyes to be open in areas that maybe you you are unaware of as well. Yeah, that's good. But the it's thing, not easy. It's not no, easy. But what you don't want to do is go into your next circle environment, uh, being overly cynical, yep. being distrusting, yep. uh, because you're still hanging out of this hurt. So now, because then that hurt uh, has the potential to infect the new environment that you're in. Yeah. Because if you go into it and you're not going to be real, you're not going to be vulnerable, uh, you will suffer for that. And uh, the other people in your circle uh, will potentially suffer for that because they won't benefit from, from experiencing the real you. So. Yeah, and here's a disclaimer to anyone that, that may be a leader of a circle. Um, I lead, my wife and I at our home lead a circle on Thursday nights with, a, with uh, young adults. And uh, there's about six, seven young adults that come over and hang out with my wife and I. And it's kind of funny because we're like that. This is the first time that we feel old. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but what I, I my, my disclaimer right away was I said, you can ask my wife and I any question. We will be real. We will be vulnerable. We will be raw with you guys. We're not perfect. You can ask us any question about our marriage about raising kids, about our home, about the church and decisions we make. I said, I'm open to talk 
anything. And that, I think, if you lead, I want to encourage you, set the tone right away, knowing, and I said, this is a safe place that we can become real. But as a leader, I had to set that tone first to say, I'm going to be real with you guys. Ask me anything. But this is going to be a safe place. And what's said here is stayed here. And we're going to trust one another in this, that what is said here is stayed within these four walls of my living room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Side Uh, note, if you lead a circle, I'm going to encourage you, lead from your home. Oh yeah, versus versus coming to the church. Yeah, I, I don't don't get me wrong. I, we we have this beautiful facility here um, that have spaces for this kind of stuff, which is awesome because some can't host in the home. But my encouragement is, if you can lead from your home, there is something special when you open the doors to other people to come over into your house. You want to talk intimate. Oh no! Now we got to clean up on Thursdays to make sure people. Or, are ready, or you right? don't. <laughs> or you don't. You, you go, let it like, be real. Yeah. Say, you know what? Hey, my yeah. house isn't. This is this is as clean as my house is. <laughs> Come on in, folks. But that is intimate. When you get invited over to someone's house, they're opening up a whole nother personal level than ever before. So I I encourage my. If you want to know what is Radiant Life's goal with the circle overall. I would say 90% of our life groups, our circles are in homes, not at this building. That is the goal. Not that is the goal. That's right. not where we're yeah. at at all because it's flipped right now. I think right now in, in this season that we're in life groups, I think only two or three are meeting in the homes and the rest are at the church building. But the goal is to flip it. 90% ought to be meeting in homes. Right. And, it, and let's, let's do a, a throwback to when we had Pastor Brandon on here and we talked about resetting community. Right. When we talked about community, it's this idea of doing life together. Right. I mean, homes are a much better uh, environment for that. Uh, I mean, dude, I remember, well, we've known each other, what, going on we've, 10, 10 we've years. Been we've, been a, we've been in a lot of circles together. We've been in a lot of circles together. Yeah. And dude, you're getting together, you're eating, you're talking, and it's not all just like, all right, guys, let's crack open the Bible. I mean, you're talking about all kind, you know, the Star Wars movies. You're talking about, you know. We have, we've, we, when you and I were in the circle several times, we had some late nights. Yes. After the normal discussion is done, yeah. We have had some late nights, just the guys hanging out in the kitchen, talking, the kitchen about counter, talking about all the most random stuff. things. Like, that was awesome. But that's where things are built right there. I, I'm a fan. You, you guys as staff know this, and I did this with my new circle that I'm in. I took our book that we're walking through, and I threw it on the floor and said, you know what? There'll be nights that I don't even care we touch this book. If you come in in a heavy heart, let's just talk about that. Right. So my fear in the circle is don't be so curriculum driven, be relationally driven. That should be first and foremost. Then we'll get into whatever, whether you're curriculum driven by God's word because you're doing an actual book study like Acts or whether you're doing some Lisa Turker study or a leadership study, whatever it is. That to me will always be secondary to the relationships that can be built. Well, and some of that, you know, bounce back to when we were talking about support, encourage, challenge, right? You said before you challenge, make sure you have the relationship. So if you want to really dive in and maybe you're going through a curriculum that has a challenge component, you're going to be much better positioned to leverage that if you've invested time in the relationships with the people that's good that are point. in your circle. Yeah, so, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, hey, um, it's a little bit shorter than we uh, we normally are, but we've got to shoot another episode. Right after. And, and what you're doing part two of the circle next week. 
right? This, this, well, this coming Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, we'll, we'll maybe save a little bit of the conversation about the circle for that. Um, yep. So I think we'll wrap that up for now, unless you have anything else you want to add. But no, I think there's a couple questions that I was like, especially one that I'm like, let's definitely use that next time. But that's okay. good. Hey, just don't forget, I think everyone needs that environment. It's a powerful environment. God grows us to be like his son, Jesus Christ. So we need, we need the circle. We need it. Right. We, there are no John Wayne, Lone Ranger type characters in, uh, <laughs> in the kingdom of Jesus. So we, we need other people. Well, hey, thank you for joining us for this episode of Radiant Reflections. Uh, hopefully this has been something that has uh, given you tools to walk closer to Jesus, to be like Jesus, as is the theme in our, our Rooted series. Uh, but again, we would love it if you would like, share, subscribe, uh, just rate, review, all of those good things to give us feedback. And uh, let us know what you think, if this has been a blessing to you, but also to share this with other people, with those around you, whether it's via social media or just the conversations that you have in the circles you're in at your workplace or, or with your friends, whatever that looks like. Uh, if you feel like this would be a beneficial tool to somebody else's walk with Jesus, I want to encourage you to share this with them. But other than that, we'll see you next time. Actually, in our next episode, is going to be one in our series about faith and politics. So come back and see us next time. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.